welcome to the February 10 episode of Investing Beyond Borders, a podcast from Miranda Law Firm that brings you regular insight on investment opportunities and legal and regulatory updates from throughout the Miranda Alliance world. This week, we bring you news on transboundary transportation in Angola, a cross-boundary pipeline in Central Africa, infrastructure in Cameroon and Mozambique, UK-Gabon trade relations, renewable energy in Portugal, the Timor-Leste Portugal Double Tax Treaty and developments on the Greater Sunrise Project, and other major developments in our jurisdictions. Sit back, relax, and enjoy investing beyond borders. Teresa, over to you. We start this week's episode with news from Angola, where the Executive Director of the Private Investment and Export Promotion Agency of Angola stated that the country has several investment opportunities available for both national and foreign investors with a focus on agri-food transformation industry, tourism, infrastructures and health. Other business opportunities will arise from programs recently launched by the executive, such as Plena Grão, Plena Pecuária and Plena Pescas. According to the agency, these three strategic programs will create other business and investment opportunities, in particular funding, and will be elected as a priority under the private investment law. The private investment law foresees a set of incentives and a number of facilitating factors from the exemption on the importation of goods and equipment to tax exemptions. The executive director of the Angola Debt Securities Exchange has also weighed in and stressed that in terms of attracting and integrating investors, the institution has a technological infrastructure and a regulation package which allows investors to see the exchange as a true financing vehicle. In its continuous effort to attract investors, the government has met with the chairman of the Angola Business Group, where the latter presented the program for the launch of the innovative and global digital platform for attracting investors, Angola Investor Market. The platform, it is said, should make it possible to identify and allow access to existing investment projects in Angola that are yet to be materialized. Aware of Angola's great economic potential, the Arab Bank for Economic Investment in Africa plans to invest over 1 billion US dollars in economic projects in Angola, an amount that stems from the 20 billion US dollars available for similar projects in Africa, and that will surely contribute to the diversification of the country's economy. The tripartite agreement for Lobito Corridor facilitation between Angola, Zambia, and the Democratic Republic of Congo was recently signed in Bengala province aimed at boosting the circulation of goods and promoting mobility of citizens along the Lobito Corridor, the agreement will play a central role in the economy of the three countries, making it possible to create initiatives that leverage and benefit the populations, especially those covered by the Lobito Corridor and providing a more effective and efficient route between Angola, DRC and Zambia, both by land and sea. The tripartite agreement creates the Lobito Corridor Transit Transportation Facilitation Agency, a legal person capable of entering into contracts, besides consolidating objectives such as the transportation of processed or unprocessed minerals from the Copper Belt region destined for international export. Another partnership is being formed this time in, in Central Africa, with Cameroon, the Republic of the Congo, Equatorial Guinea, the Democratic Republic of the Congo, and Chad planning to build a 6,500 km regional oil and gas pipeline. During a recent roundtable discussion, 
organized by the African Energy Chamber, Equatorial Guinea's Minister of Mines and Hydrocarbons, provided an exclusive update on the project's timeline and implementation, stating that Equatorial Guinea is working on the first phase of the project, which includes the connections through Chad. The pipeline system and central infrastructure will include storage depots, liquefied natural gas terminals, refineries and gas-fired power plants, and is aimed at meeting regional demand for refined petroleum products. The project should be fully operational by 2030 and is expected to usher in a new era of inter-African energy trade and security. The government of Cameroon has announced the asphalting of at least 700 kilometers of roads in the country this year. Despite the potential financial challenges that the project might present, the government is set on doubling the work done in 2022 and finally passing the 10,000 kilometers mark of paved roads in the country. Côte d'Ivoire and the World Bank have agreed on a new strategy to support a more inclusive and sustainable economic and social transformation of the country over the period of 2023 and 2027. This new cooperation framework, called Country Partnership Framework, focuses on improving human capital, reducing disparities, strengthening resilience, and creating jobs from the private sector for the economic and social transformation of Côte d'Ivoire. It marks the World Bank's commitment to supporting the pursuit of reforms and programs that aim to close the human capital gap, strengthen natural resource management, and the country's ability to cope with the effects of climate change and encourage the competitive development of agriculture and manufacturing sectors that generate employment. In Gabon, the agreement that will allow the creation of the new Lebasa Lebombi Special Investment Zone has been signed. The government's goal with the Special Investment Zone is to promote the industrialization of Gabon and the development of the value chain in the country, as well as promote job creation. 600 direct and 800 indirect jobs will be created this year alone, and 2,500 jobs are expected in the zone within the next two years. The Mbasi Lebombi Special Investment Zone is the third special economic zone created in Gabon, after the already operational special zones of Ngok and Ikolo. As part of the effective integration into the Commonwealth, Gabon signed an agreement with Great Britain intending to strengthen trade, diplomatic and investment relations. This Memorandum of Understanding aims to define the commitments of the various parties in the implementation of the relationship that will be gradually established between the British and the Gabonese side. Whereas the British are committed to supporting Gabon in the financing of infrastructure and in the transfer of technology and skills, on issues of training in the trades that will be developed. Gabon agrees to make all of the country's investment opportunities it has available to Great Britain. Mozambique is implementing a series of reforms targeting the competitiveness of national ports, airports and logistics corridors as part of the stimulus measures introduced by the President in August last year aimed to resume economic growth, improve the business landscape, transparency governance and accelerate infrastructure projects. As part of these measures, the government is waiving the temporary vehicle import fees for trucks. And it should also implement a multiple entry regime for customs procedures. The rules on transshipment, often pointed out as a major issue, are also being changed. And e-visas have been introduced to streamline the visa process and reduce waiting time. 
Meanwhile, the Mozambican president is working with international financial institutions to mobilize about 4.5 billion US dollars to revive agriculture in Mozambique, which should be invested over the next five years, mainly in the development corridors. 2.9 billion US dollars will be invested in the public sector, more specifically in the construction of infrastructure in the agricultural sector in the development corridors in the north, center, and south of the country, including irrigation projects and the remaining 1.6 billion US dollars of private funding should be used to develop agriculture in a structured manner. In Portugal, Iberdrola and Prosolia Energy have obtained environmental green light to install Europe's largest solar park. The facility, named the Fernando Pessoa plant, will have 1,200 megawatts of power and more than 2 million solar panels and will be located in the municipality of Santiago de Cassai near Sines. The power plant will be built by 2025, when it will be able to produce energy corresponding to the consumption of 530,000 homes. The grid connection has already been contracted with national grid operator and will create up to 2,500 jobs during the construction phase. According to Ivedrola's statement, the project includes several biodiversity protection measures, such as the use of the land by local shepherds, the installation of beehives to improve the stability of ecosystems, in addition to the planting of native trees around the infrastructure that will replace the eucalyptus trees that are currently on site. The promoters have also committed to a program of socio-economic actions with professional training measures in the energy and tourism sectors, in addition to the delivery of renewable energy to neighboring communities. The same document states that the plant will be an example of the coexistence of new renewable ventures with the environmental heritage and local communities. The pipeline of projects in the energy area in the Sinus complex has reached almost 14.7 billion euros, and the list of already confirmed and potential investment in the Sinus port, logistics and industrial complex keeps growing. According to ICEP Global Parks, investment in energy in Portugal continues to grow, with green hydrogen at the top of the list. The double taxation agreement between Portugal and Timor-Leste came into force earlier this month. The agreement sets forth rules to mitigate the double taxation of different types of income, including specific rules on income derived from onshore and offshore activities of exploration and exploitation of the seabed and so subsoil and its natural resources. It is applicable to income obtained or generated on or after January 1st, 2023. The Sunrise joint venture formed by Woodside Energy, Osaka Gas Australia and Timor-Leste's national oil company Timor Gap appears to have taken a step forward in respect to development of the Greater Sunrise natural gas fields. The joint venture has announced that it will expand previous efforts to evaluate the best option for producing and shipping liquefied natural gas from the Greater Sunrise Fields near Timor-Leste. The studies will incorporate and update previous work with the latest technologies and cost estimates, while also considering social, environmental, strategic and security benefits of the various options. this episode of Investing Beyond Borders. We will be back in two weeks' time with more developments in the Miranda Alliance world. Please join us then for more news from the 19 Miranda Alliance jurisdictions. 
In the meantime, you can drop by our website or LinkedIn page, where you will find more updates on our activity and legal developments of interest to our clients and followers. This podcast was brought to you by Miranda Law Firm and Miranda Alliance. You can find out more about our worldwide activities and assistance to investors at www.mirandalawfirm.com. This episode was presented by Teresa Garcia André from our Lisbon office and Luis Miranda from the Houston office. Content was developed exclusively for Miranda by the Miranda Alliance podcast team. Technical support is provided by Hugo Ribeiro from our communications department. All content is subject to copyright and protected by law.